Welcome to the Lead with Excellence show, the podcast that dives deeply into topics like scaling a business, international expansion, and talent management. Welcome to the new episode of Lead with Excellence show. On the Lead with Excellence show, we chat with executives, directors, store leaders, and investors in order to deep dive in topics like sharing and scaling a business, international expansion, talent management, M&A, and many, many, many more topics. Our goal is to share these learnings and experiences to help leaders find their way to grow their company and lead with excellence. We're back with a new C-Level series today. My guest is Mike Adams, the author of the amazing book, Seven Stories Every Salesperson Must Tell. I'm so excited today because today's session with Mike, we're going to really understand why your best salespeople are telling stories all the time, why telling stories actually makes sense to convince clients and how to do and tell great stories. Mike, welcome to this episode. Before we go and deep dive a little bit in, in, in some questions around storytelling and, and, and the book and so on, can you uh, give the listeners a little bit of uh, an idea of who you are and, and, and kind of why you're on this show, actually? Why am I here? <laughs> Always a difficult question. Why? Well, uh, I have a background in technology companies, in large corporations, in sales leadership positions. So running very large sales teams for companies like Nokia, Siemens, uh, Motorola, and in the oil and gas industry, Schlumberger, Halliburton. And back in around 2015, I decided to stop working for large corporations and work for myself and see if I could solve just one problem that I had as a sales leader, just a small problem how to get salespeople to say the right thing, how to get them to have a conversation with their clients that didn't sound pushy and too technical. And that was my objective. And what I discovered after quite a bit of experimentation is that it wasn't until I learned to teach them how to tell stories and how to get their clients telling stories that we made much of a difference with our sales training program. And in 2018, I wrote seven stories every salesperson must tell. And in that book, I explain how to use stories to connect and build trust, to position a change agenda, and to help your clients choose, make a decision, sign the deal with your company. And this is a, an easy, comfortable way to have a conversation that isn't pushy, that works for both sides. It works for the client and it works for the salesperson in a nice, low-stress way. So that's why I'm here because that's my expertise, sales storytelling. And of course, I'm here because we are putting an app out to make storytelling work so much more easily for sales teams and salespeople. Yeah, and I mean, the way we, our path crossed was um, actually through a, your book has been, yeah, published in, in, in a few years ago, but it's also been referenced in one book that a lot of sales leaders will know, which is the, um, the challenger customer, um, that, uh, came also after the challenger sales. Um, and I think that's one of the things we want to deep dive in is if, if you were in this kind of sales leadership looking at, okay, how do I get my team to say the right things? Part of it is also, how do I help my team or the customer on the other side, the mobilizer, like he references in his book. Um, and your storytelling, um, those different stories you have in the storytelling, um, book, the, the seven st stories is, is one of these references. So let's start that small, I would say, um, why 
is storytelling an important skill um, to possess as a salesperson? Yeah, well, we all tell stories. It's a human way for passing information, for understanding each other. Uh, so that's not special to sales. That's how we learned as children is we, you know, we love to hear stories. It's how we create our model of the world. But for some reason, when we get to business, we change our language to be very abstract. We like to make very grand statements like, you know, providing value for our clients and sustainability is very important and things like that, which don't really mean anything. They don't have a clear meaning. But when we convert what we want to say into stories about things that actually happened, when we tell true stories from our business, the client can understand us. It's concrete. It's not abstract. So the first thing with stories is they're easy to understand and the client finds that they don't have to pretend they understand the salesperson. They really do understand the salesperson. And when we tell a story as a salesperson, what we should be doing is passing the baton. We should be saying something like, enough about me. What about you? How did you get into your job? Or enough about that other client. What's going on around here? And then we will hear the story of the client. We will get in detail concretely what's happening with the client because our clients also tend to speak very abstractly. So by getting the client to tell us stories, we can understand what's going on. And that means that we can propose a solution which is likely to work because we understand each other. The client understands our solution. They can argue for it. They can take it back into their company and it makes sense to everybody in their company because they understand it. So really at the deep level, storytelling is about salespeople and clients understanding each other. So it's such a critical skill. And we know that the best salespeople do this unconsciously, automatically. They just do it automatically. Often they don't even know they're doing it. But by observing how it's done, by noticing the types of stories that need to be told at different times in the conversation, we can really improve the type of conversation that a salesperson has with their client. Yeah, it's one of these things that um, you don't know they are doing it, but they're doing it constantly. So uh, true. So um, now it seems that some people are naturally gifted when it comes to storytelling. But is storytelling something that you can actually learn? Obviously, yeah, you wrote a book about it, but can you uh, elaborate a little bit on that? Absolutely. Yes, it's something we can learn. And I would even go so far as to say that the natural storytellers still have something to learn. In fact, it's not uncommon when I work with startup companies and I meet the founder, I'm usually not surprised <laughs> that a successful founder is a storyteller. They're very often good storyteller. And actually it's one of the secrets of starting companies is to find a good storyteller <laughs> to help build the business. But quite often they're not a good story listener. So quite often that founder is good at storytelling, not good at getting the client to tell their story. So even good storytellers usually have something still to learn. But your question reminds me of a training course that I attended. Actually, one of our facilitators was running this course for one of our large corporate customers. And I went in for the first session. Uh, we, had, we did four workshops and then I came back for the story competition. And in the first session, there was one uh, German, highly technical um, CTO. 
and he did not get storytelling. More than that, he thought storytelling was a bad idea and he wasn't going to do it. And our facilitator was a, a British lady, was incredibly patient with this guy, just carefully explaining. I think I would have lost my cool quite a long time before. But she was really good with this guy. And I came back for the story competition and they tell stories in teams of, of three. So typically five or six teams in competition with each other. Everybody has to tell a story. And the very first person to get up and tell this story was this German guy. And he told a five out of five story. In fact, his change of attitude and his skill level from that first workshop to the end was incredible. I think he surprised himself. But I'm absolutely convinced that Everybody can learn this skill. Everybody can be good at it. I've seen it. Right. So now this skill, what is, um, what would you say are the ingredients of a great story that sells? Okay. So the skill, just on the skill that we need to have, the first thing we need to know is what is a story? If we don't know what one is. We don't know what we're looking for. We can't collect stories. So this is the fundamental skill is I can recognize a story. I know that a story is a sequence of events, things that happened in a time and place. And because of that, this next thing happened. And then, but then there's a surprise. Stories always have some surprise. You think maybe it's going this way, but it's actually going the other way. And this is how stories pass information. We call that counterfactual information. We're learning from what might have happened, but actually this other thing happened. That's the power of stories. We're passing very rich information. We can put facts in our stories. We can put all the technical details as well, but we're talking about something that really happened to a person. We've got to put people in our stories because our client is a person and we want them to be able to imagine themselves in the story. And finally, our stories have to make a relevant point. If our stories don't make a business point, then we're just wasting time. It's just entertainment and, and we don't want that. So a sequence of events in a time and place to a character with some surprise making a point. And then we have a story. So that's the first skill. We've got to know what a story is, how to recognize it. Now we teach different types of stories for different situations. And I like to say that there are three fundamental problems that a salesperson has. The first one is, how do we even get the meeting? Why should a customer talk with me at all? What's my credibility? What will they get from this conversation? Now, if we learn how to tell what we call a connection story, a story that's about something that's happened to the salesperson that passes the information to the client that this is somebody who knows what they're talking about, they've had an interesting career, they can probably help me, and they're an interesting person. If we can tell that story and we can say, enough about me, what about you, and get the client telling us a story about themselves, because that's what happens when, when humans tell a story, the other person wants to tell a story back. Then when we're listening to the client's story, we can start to figure out what sort of person is this? How do they make decisions? What will they make a decision in this opportunity? We really learn a lot about them by hearing their story. So that's the first type of story, a connection story. Then we need to 
explain why the client should change because selling is about change. If our client is not going to change what they were always doing, we probably don't have anything to sell. So we need to tell a story about maybe somebody else that changed and was successful. We call that a success story. Or we tell a story about why they should change. Or we tell a story about some insight that we have discovered that our client would really benefit from. And we tell the story of how we discovered that. So you mentioned the Challenger book. And the Challenger book is all about delivering insight, challenging our clients to, to improve their business. But, you know, our client doesn't really like to be directly challenged. They're pretty confident they know their business better than us. But if we tell them a story about how we discovered that insight, they will listen and they will learn with us the way we learned that insight. Mm -hmm. So these are stories that, that really help the client to change. So I'll let you jump in, Thomas, because it's me talking all the time. And then maybe we can talk about no, you're, stories that help make the decision. Again, you're, you're, especially with bigger B2B SaaS deals, which I mean, we're kind of a little bit focused on is, is it's not a transaction that will happen from one day to another. Right. And so Correct. there's going to be multiple members of the buying committee being involved. And so making sure that the insights are not just data that will be forgotten after two or three minutes, but memorable, uh, enough that, um, they will pass on to the other colleagues, the other members of the buying committee. Storytelling has been clearly one of the, the best ways to do that. Structuring a good story with the insights, with a hero or a character that, um, that, that, that goes through a journey that they rec recognize like, Hey, yeah, actually this guy is, is pretty similar to me. And oh, the pain he has is very similar to me. Oh, I never looked at this problem this way and it works for him. Why would it not work for me? But having that sequence, as you say, which is memorable, which is ingrained in our way we operate, um, is, 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 uh, is clearly a big difference. Now, coming back to some of the, the, the attributes that a salesperson, uh, a great salesperson in respect to storytelling, what are the skill sets, the threats, the, or both that, that, that you believe a storyteller, a good sales storyteller should have? Well, um, we get good at storytelling by practicing storytelling and by noticing stories and collecting stories. So if we want to tell a story in a client conversation, we probably don't want that conversation to be the first time we ever told that story because yeah. we're probably going to make a mess of it. And so building a portfolio of stories, collecting them, sharing them with our colleagues, refining them, testing them out is really important. And to take, as you know, we're bringing technology to the market to help do that. And in anecdote, we've always had story banks, personal story banks and team story banks where we collect our stories. But still, it's not that easy. It hasn't been that easy to find the right story at the right time. But we're, we're now we have much better technology to do that. So becoming good at storytelling is really becoming a bit of a, a fan, an aficionado of stories, noticing them, telling them, sharing them, seeing how they work. One interesting thing about stories is that um, not every story works. In fact, some stories seem to work 10, 20, 100 times better than other stories. And you can't always tell 
until you try. We call that a Pareto effect. So, so some stories have a really powerful effect and we usually have to experiment with a few. So you might have 10 success stories for your company, but you're probably going to find that just one or two are the ones that you'll keep, keep telling because these stories really resonate with your client, have a power. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to unpack why. So you just experiment and see which ones work. Like many things in a, in a sales pitch or in, in things that you need to, some things will click with, with the, the, your ideal customer on the other side of the table. So if we, in, yes. we, we, we step back for a second. So we, we alluded to the, the challenger sales, um, or the challenger customer, but there are many other ways. I think one of the things they all, um, are starting to conclude is more and more in bigger sales cycles, it's not impulse buying that's going to happen. It needs to be, you need to teach something to your client. And so, um, in teaching your something to your client, you need to use, I mean, I think we, that's why we're here. Storytelling is a good way to teach that because it's more memorable and so on. In your book, you speak about a number of different stories that you need and collect, which is one part and then it's structured in a specific way. But the, I think one of the big points is, is for storytelling to really work, it needs to be a reflex. And I'm really saying a reflex because it's an anecdote I'm using quite a bit with, I think sales training is much more, it's not training. It's about repetition. It's a bit like Pavlov, right? Dogs are not the smartest animals. If you have a dog, I mean, most of it. So it's not the training. It's the fact that you're training the same things, a limited amount of things so often that it becomes a reflex and it's the dog doesn't think about it. I'm not going to say I'm going to compare a dog to a salesperson, but it's the same. You need to basically, yes, have a library of stories and then make sure you constantly, um, trigger your salesperson's your salesperson to use that story so that when they're going to be confronted to the real situation, meaning in front of a customer, they're really going to use that. And so, um, what, that's one of the big things that yeah, we discovered that was, it's hard to do. Uh, we, uh, the previous company, we, we spent quite a bit of time with, um, and there's going to be a, a whole episode on itself about, um, about this app, but there is, there's really a need for sales leader to say, okay, there is storytelling. But just storytelling or building up a library of, of stories is not enough. It needs to be ingrained in the culture, um, of the company. Now, if we listen to, I mean, what are some of the, maybe the resources that you could share or do you think are really great resources for, for the listeners? In terms of, um, storytelling, what they might be able to read, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um. In sales training, there's really two books that focus, um, well, two, yeah, maybe three I could mention. So, so my book, seven stories, every salesperson must tell, I see it over your shoulder there. <laughs> um, yeah, this book was written in 2018. Um, Mike Bosworth, who is the author of solution selling, which is a questioning and listing skills, um, sales training book, which was my Bible when I was a young salesperson and, and it was the sales training technique taught to me when I was at Nokia. Um, Mike Bosworth wrote a book on storytelling called What Great Salespeople Do in 2016. I can also recommend that book. And Mike very kindly wrote the foreword to my book and narrated the foreword and told some stories in the foreword. So 
is definitely someone who really understands storytelling. Uh, there are some more generic um, ones. Uh, Paul Smith wrote a book called um, Selling with Stories, and um, he also covers business storytelling and wider uses of stories. So, I mean, those those are good resources for salespeople. And there are other resources. Um, for example, we have a YouTube channel for Story Powered Sales. So if you put that in to YouTube, you can listen to a lot of stories on YouTube and get a lot of technique from that as well. And that book that you see there, Seven Stories, you can listen to it as well. You don't have to read the pages these days. So we have the audio book for that. You made an audio book out of it, yes. Um, Mike, just one more. Um, can you share maybe the top three storytelling do's uh, and, and maybe don'ts as well um, that, that, that you've encountered? Well, okay. So the first one is to really, and I mentioned this already, is know what a story is and don't think I'm telling a story and not tell a story. And it's actually easy to do. We're so used to pitching and pushing ideas in business conversation that we can think we're telling a story. We start with, you know, two years ago, sounds like a story. And then we just start pushing facts and, you know, a company story that says, you know, we were founded in 2005 and now we're the best company in the world. And we've got offices in New York and Amsterdam and London. This is not a story. It started like one, but it's not a story. It's just bragging. So that's maybe my first tip is make sure you're really telling a story. My second tip is you must make a relevant business point. Not only that, it's very good practice to say what the point is before you tell the story, because the person you're talking to might be a senior leader and they might think they're going to get their time wasted. So they want to know, why are you telling me this story? So let's say you have some software and you would like to explain to your client that it's a good idea to, to do a trial and you have a good story to explain why. So you don't just start telling the story. You say, Mr. Customer, I'd like to explain the importance of doing a trial before we roll this out in your whole network. Three years ago, and then we start to tell a story about a client who didn't do a trial and it all went terrible. <laughs> so then we tell that story and then we make our point again. So you see, we should do a trial. So we want to make our point with the story. So that's a, a clear mistake there, right? Uh, if we don't do that. I think the other, the third thing I will say is that many salespeople are afraid to put a real person in their story. Mm. So they will start in a success story and they'll say, we had this client, it was a big manufacturing company. And then they tell this story as if it's about a big manufacturing company. Well, that's, that's not a story that I can empathize with, that I can put myself in. But if you say, look, we had the, it was a big manufacturing company and the head of manufacturing, Bill, he'd been in that business for 30 years and he really didn't believe that, you know, there was software that could help him. Now we're talking about Bill in this company and then the listener can imagine themselves as Bill and they get the story. Mm -hmm. So those are like three top points. So the first one is make sure you're telling a story, sequence of events. Make sure you make your point uh, before you tell the story, give a relevant statement. And the third one is put a person in your story because it's much more interesting. People care about other people. And on the don'ts? 
maybe one or say again on on the don'ts think you should not do uh, on, when storytelling what to what to not what to not do okay some people think that we should pretend we should be an actor and we should be dramatic and it should be like Hollywood and the fog was rolling in from the hills and the sun was <laughs> setting and the birds were tweeting and this just sounds terrible and the client will wonder what on earth is going on. So we actually want the opposite of that. We would like our stories to just fit naturally into normal conversation. We don't want to, to be acting. In fact, we don't want to try to turn salespeople into actors. This is guaranteed failure, right? So that would be a clear don't. It's not Hollywood. It's not hero's journey. It's not acting. It's just almost like a you're at the barbecue or you're at the pub. You're just telling a story to a friend and asking them to tell you a story back. Normal voice. Good. Now, I have to ask the last question. Can you share... What is your favorite sales storytelling story? Uh, I mean, okay. Uh, my favorite changes from time to time, but my current favorite is from one of our invitation courses. So I have been chasing, I've been trying to work with some of the corporations I worked with a long time ago uh, as my client customers, because, you know, I have still have friends in some of those companies. So this was like a little personal exercise and I'm persuaded one of those big companies, which is uh, Schlumberger, uh, to send their head of sales training to one of our invitation courses. The invitation course, we let senior leaders try our Story Powered Sales program, which is our major program for corporations. So they can come and try it for their team. They don't have to pay, but they have to spend some time and they have to learn the, learn the technique. So I had this guy, head of sales training, his name is Diego. And on the third workshop, we were they were learning about influence stories, which is how do you tell a story to help your client change their mind about a wrong idea they have? They have a wrong belief. We call that actually an anti-story in anecdote. An anti-story is a story that works against you. So anyway, we're teaching this technique and the technique is to acknowledge, but, but don't argue. Don't argue with the client. Just acknowledge, don't agree with them. And then tell a story that will show them, look, there's a different way of looking at this problem and then reframe. And Diego said to me, Mike, I would like to tell a story for my boss. Who doesn't believe that we should have storytelling in our sales training course? I said, okay, very good. <laughs> you do, you tell that story. And this is the story that he told. He said, um, Damien, his boss, look, I acknowledge that our sales training has been developed over many years. We like it. It's highly optimized. On top of that, we've got less money this year than last year for anything new. So it's pretty hard to consider something like storytelling. But, you know, being happy with what you have reminds me of my wife. We like to go mountain bike riding. We go to the hill country north of Houston. And I've been on it, my wife, for ages to upgrade her bike. And she would say, no, 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 I love my bike. It's part of my personality. I'm not changing it. But last week, we were out in the hills, long way from the car, and her bike broke. The freight broke. And I said, look, I'll push your bike, you take my bike. And when I got back to the car, she said, oh my gosh, your bike, it's so much easier to ride than my bike. I can't believe I've spent all of these years on such a difficult bike. Now the reframe. So you see, you can be perfectly happy with your current program. It doesn't mean there isn't something better. And the reason this is my favorite story is 
this year we have been training the global account director, the global account directors for Schlumberger and Story Powered Sales. So that story did its job. <laughs> That's perfect. Great. I, <laughs> thank you very, very much for your time. Thank you um, for sharing all these stories. Um, again, if you uh, have not yet written or bought the book, Seven Stories Every Salesperson Must Tell, is a, it's a must read. Um, and um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Mike, thank you very much. Fantastic. Thanks, Thomas. And that concludes today's episode of the Lead with Excellence show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Of course, ratings and reviews are always welcome. And you can certainly share this episode with any of your colleagues or friends who might enjoy it. Thanks for listening.